Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and welcome to the Candidate Experience Podcast, where we focus on the job candidate journey from apply to onboard and the space in between. Let's get started. care about the candidate experience, but have you ever wondered exactly how to bring your company to that next level and offer a world-class experience to your candidates? It's not easy. Fortunately, Candidate.FYI can help. Their solution guides candidates through your hiring journey, enhancing transparency and communication at every touchpoint. You'll also gain valuable insights on what's working and what's not with your hiring process. Best of all, it integrates directly with your ATS. Head on over to candidate.fyi and see how to transform your company's candidate experience today. Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and I'm the host of the Candidate Experience Podcast. Today, we have John Campbell joining us as our guest expert. Hello, John. Chuck, how are you? It's great to be with you. Likewise, for sure. John, can you tell folks a little bit about you? I think you do a better job of introducing yourself and what it is uh, that you do and help set sure. the stage of, you know, why I invited you on there. I, I would just, I would go, just go, go ahead and say, I've known you for a couple of years. I, yeah. uh, I think that you're, you have an an awesome perspective. You've definitely worked for some, you know, big name brand companies in the hiring space and stuff, but I'll I'll be quiet. I'll let you sure. <laughs> tell tell every, tell <laughs> tell everyone about yourself. <laughs> okay, let me give a shameless plug for myself here. Um, appreciate that, uh, Chuck. And yeah, sure. so the the majority of my career was spent on the corporate side of a variety of HR roles, uh, including HR business partner, talent acquisition, some talent development. Um, and I've done that in a variety of industries and, as you said, some, some big name companies uh, as well. And uh, I, a couple of years ago, uh, in fact, I just passed my two-year anniversary, um, I, I left the corporate world and decided to kind of strike out on my own and uh, founded an HR consultancy primarily focused on talent management uh, and I call it talent outcomes. And my uh, philosophy is, is a simple one. It's smarter people practices lead to better business results. And so I think that, uh, you know, if you focus on your organization, the people that uh, you have within your organization and enable them to, to help you achieve your business outcomes, uh, you know, ultimately that's, uh, uh, the best of both worlds. So hopefully through uh, the way I'm able to work with smaller organizations and bring, uh, bring to bear the, the learnings I've had from, from those large corporate environments um, uh, can help create some value for them. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. You've worked with a, a lot of big name companies, um, pre-Quintiles or I guess IQVIA now yeah. and American Express, LabCorp and, and probably some others I'm missing. Are, is your mm-hmm. focus to work now with larger, I mean, these are Fortune 500 companies. Is yeah. your focus still on the on the large companies, or you know, who's your I guess who's your ideal uh, client company to work for now? Sure. Yeah. So interesting. I, I think uh, I can say very quickly. No, my target is not those large companies uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because I've lived through the bureaucracy of the large companies <laughs> sure. on the inside, <laughs> and no, as a 
sitting on the other side of the desk looking at vendors and trying to make uh, decisions and engaging with vendors and dealing with budgets and all that stuff. It can be a you know just a bureaucratic uh, nightmare. And so what I really hope to do is take the uh, the the um, uh, experience of having worked in large companies and taking processes and practices to scale. Uh, and being able to take that and leverage that with uh, small organizations. So my focus is primarily in, in uh, the small, uh, small to mid-sized companies. Uh, you know, anywhere from 50 to 500. Uh, you know, would be a sweet spot for me. And again, the idea being that um, you know, it's it's where I think I can bring the most value uh, to to them from the those uh, larger uh, corporate experiences. So I'm industry agnostic. I'll I'll do it for you know for any any type of industry, and um, I think my background um, shows the diversity of industries I've been in, and uh, so I think that gives me a certain appeal with folks that uh, that I haven't been just focused in one uh, one industry or segment. Excellent, excellent. I uh, you know our the show is about the the candidate journey and the candidate experience, and um, I think as a way to sort of set up. Um, hopefully some knowledge uh, that you're going to drop here with our users here. Um, yeah. that we can talk a little bit about sort of the bad and the ugly just for a little mm-hmm. bit uh, and then sort of move into the more positive. Um, I want this yeah. to be positive, not, you know, not totally negative, but is there, I mean, have you, <laughs> we have to, we have to sort of share, you know, baby steps here, talk about the yeah. bad and why it's bad to sort of Absolutely. get to the good. But sure. have you, have you ever had an experience yourself personally that was like, you know, you would consider pretty, you know, a bad candidate's experience? Um, yeah, unfortunately, I think I probably had more bad experiences than good. And, and um, <laughs> I'm you know, sorry. That's, yeah, it's and I, I, I hope I'm not the common denominator. I, I think it's more about the process and, and frankly, just how organizations fail to put an emphasis on the candidate experience, at least uh, uh, in, in not the, the recent past. It seems, you know, that uh, that's not been something that they were too worried about or concerned about. <clears throat> and so for me. You know, part of what when I've led uh, talent acquisition functions, um, I've tried to infuse that mentality around. You know, let's let's do what we can to uh, to to you know kind of take care of candidates to the, to the best of our ability. And and so, yeah, having those negative experiences are certainly uh, not helpful, not to the organization, and certainly not to the to the individual. Um, and you know, I can recount a couple of pretty, um, you know, pretty interesting, I'll say, uh, experiences in the sense that, uh, you know, that it would have, it kind of blew my mind just how uh, bad it was, given who was kind of leading it. So that, to me, is is uh, something to to avoid, but to happy to recount one if you're interested. Yeah, I mean, if you want to share, we're all about it. If sure. you want to spend a few <laughs> seconds, you know, we're yeah, not about. I don't want to be about shaming. Uh, yeah, so, no. You know, name, no name, name, you know, no name and names there. But, but if you want to yeah. name names, you're free to. But I'm, uh, yeah. we're, we're more about. I'm. My goal is hopefully maybe yeah. someone that has, you know, her, you know, hears what your your bad experience and then says, hey. Oh, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, exactly, no. but I've done that. And then maybe <laughs> sure. you know, because I'm yeah. going to follow this up with, well, how can we make this better? So yeah, yeah but please, yeah. Go, by all means, share your experience. 
Okay, and 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 I won't share any names. I'll I'll uh, um, you know uh, I can tell the story, and I think it'll have just as much impact. There's no need to uh, to necessarily embarrass anyone, and it's it's not some local uh, company or entity. So I'm you know I'm not uh, certainly not uh, concerned that way. But so this was where I was contacted. So here I'm the candidate. They reached out to me because they had an interest in my background. So I'm not even an active you know, in active search at this point. You're one of those those so-called passives. Passive, exactly, (laughs) exactly, right? And so uh, you think as a passive candidate, you know, they'd be really even more interested in in maintaining a good experience because they're trying to woo me, right? And so uh, this happened to be a a reach out from uh, one of the top uh, executive search firms. And you'd know the name in an instant. It's probably one of the top two that come to your mind when you, when you think of executive search. Um, and they reached out and, and on behalf of their client company, and it's a company that I had not heard of, um, and again, not based locally, but uh, a company that you know, had a kind of an interesting uh, proposition as far as uh, the opportunity. And uh, so I listened and, and it sounded good and they were very uh, effusive of their, you know, how, how this company's you know, moving in the right direction with talent acquisition. And they really need somebody with your background to, you know, bring a, a level of, uh, you know, of, of uh, sophistication and, and uh, professionalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever, you know, saying all the right words that were getting me kind of interested in, in hearing more. And so I went through the process with them, had, um, uh, you know, the advocacy of the search firm. And I had uh, a conversation uh, with uh, the uh, uh, principal uh, would be kind of the uh, one of the main colleagues to this role and then the hiring manager for this role. And interestingly, it was, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, a phone uh, or a, a, a video screen or a video conversation. Uh, and it starts out, you know, one is uh, one that, you know, the, one of the individuals is late, of course, and you know you have that, but it's also you know you the challenges with technology and 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 things that uh, kind of just frustrate anybody that you know whenever you get on a, a you know conference call or webinar that kind of thing. but uh, so we had that conversation. It went really well, frankly, and and you know they 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 sounded very interested, and I was very interested. and and interestingly, uh, from that point forward, uh, you know this you've heard the term ghosting. Well, they ghosted me, uh, and not just the company, but the actual recruiting, the executive search firm, they ghosted me. They were the ones that put my name forward. They were the ones that said I was an ideal candidate. They were the ones that said that, um, you know, it seemed like a great fit advocating on my behalf, and then they ghosted me. And so I reached out a week later, and I said, you want to tell me where things are? And they said, "Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll be circling back to you. Yeah, we've got some things going on. We're trying to follow up with them." And You're this went on waiting. for a couple. I'm still, <laughs> waiting. still waiting. And this goes on for a couple of weeks. And I call again, and they won't even return my call at this point. And instead of just saying, "John, they didn't like you. You're a doofus. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Tell me. Just close the loop for for crying out loud." Sure. Uh, nothing. And this was again this. It, 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 the result was a negative in two things. One was as a uh, as somebody who might be in in the market to hire an executive search firm, in, you know, in in the roles that I I might be in, uh, I certainly would not hire this executive search firm based on that experience on how they treated me. And then the other thing is how they represented that company. 
Uh, if I was that company, I would have been embarrassed for the fact that they aren't following up with a candidate the way that uh, that represents us in the positive light. So it was interesting that the reason that they were interested in having someone like me come and, and join that organization, they demonstrated those very you know negative uh, kinds of act, uh, behaviors that they were hoping somebody would be able to come in and <laughs> and you know be able to to uh, deal with and address. So. Anyway, it was something that left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth uh, just simply because of the fact that, like, you'd think that people would be a little bit more concerned about uh, how their reputation is being, uh, uh, you know, uh, delivered uh, on their behalf anyway through this third party. And that you'd certainly think that a, an executive search firm with the reputation of this com- of, 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 that they do have in the market would be very adept at uh, managing uh, their executive candidates. And, and, you know, so it was an unfortunate experience, but it was a learning experience for me too, because now I know what uh, third party I certainly won't hire again. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> learned what not to do. So that's right. Um, that's right. It would have it been, you know, I don't know, you know, a, a single ATS that doesn't have some sort of, you know, close out this job email, even if it's just that auto email that says, thanks, candidate, but we're moving forward with someone else. Um, I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I think that that's, that's better than nothing. <laughs> um, I agree. Certainly, if, if that, that someone has, a candidate has been interviewed, then maybe a little bit more personalized, but I agree with you. Close the loop. Um, exactly. Uh, so I think that's – thanks for that. That definitely mm-hmm. gives a good illustration of what not to do. Um, <laughs> let's switch gears here a bit and let's let's get in get into what, you know, what, what, what a company should do. So is there – you know, what are you seeing out there, sort of the opposite of the example you just gave, but what are you yeah. seeing out there in the market where companies, in your opinion, are, are doing candidate experience well? Yeah, so I think you know, organizations in general have come a long way um, with regard to the understanding the importance of the candidate experience. And, and I, on your uh, one of your previous pro- podcasts with Alicia Parr, she mentioned the, the customer experience, which I believe uh, very much is uh, something that uh, uh, talent acquisition as a function needs to to learn lessons from, and the organization should embrace the, embrace the candidate experience just as they would the, the customer experience. So I think you've got, um, you know, in the, in this market and, and in, in many organizations, you have a, this uh, energy around, okay, what can we do to help differentiate ourselves as a, as a potential employer for folks, regardless of our industry, you know, uh, how do we ensure that we stand out in the minds of those that might be interested in, in considering a career here, and especially those folks that we would definitely want to consider a career here because of their, you know, background and, and the potential fit here. So I think, um, as an example, one of the organizations that I worked with uh, on, while I was on the corporate side uh, most recently was a local technology manufacturing company called Cree. And I think for those folks in this market, uh, they're probably very familiar with Cree, uh, you know, for their silicon carbide chips and for their uh, LED uh, lighting. Uh, and so, you know, that is an organization that was founded here and, and has been here for, for quite a long time. and has undergone lots of different changes uh, throughout its history. 
when I joined, uh, there was, I think, a challenge with the uh, canned experience. Clearly, there there was. There were, you know, some kind of antiquated processes. There were some, uh, um, I think, some legacy sort of um, thinking around how to treat candidates, uh, not by the recruiting team so much as maybe by the hiring managers and those folks that uh, were responsible for, you know, for uh, for uh, interviewing. And so, <clears throat> one of the things that we knew that is always a challenge in any organization: you can only control those things that you have direct accountability or responsibility for. And so in, in a talent acquisition function, and, and this was certainly true at Cree, you can't uh, directly control what a hiring manager or a hiring team uh, does or doesn't do during the course of an interview process. The things you can do is you can help educate them, certainly, and you can help lay out a process and a practice. Uh, but when it comes down to, you know, is the person, is the hiring uh, or interviewer going to show up on time? Are they going to ask the right questions? Are they going to probe, right, you know, and follow up and that sort of thing? Or are they going to, you know, simply just uh, do what they've always done? And, I, and what we can control, though, is, from a recruiter standpoint, is we can control what we do, the talent acquisition team. And so sure. one, of the first, one of the first things we did was to say, in a process we have there are two parts of the process that we have absolute control over. That's the and this is when I'm talking about uh, you know kind of the face-to-face interview process when somebody shows up on your doorstep to uh, to to be interviewed. We talent acquisition the recruiter has the absolute ability to control that environment by meeting the candidates, being there present when the candidate shows up, greeting them and taking them to their place of interview, whether it's a conference room or uh, somebody's office, and you know kind of being that that um, that liaison to the organization, that representative of the organization, because they have the relationship already with the candidate. They are the ones that have been talking to the candidate. They are the ones that have convinced the hiring manager that this candidate is worth bringing in for a face-to-face. So here we are. So now step one, candidate and recruiter are meeting face-to-face. And this is an opportunity to, again, reiterate what it is about the organization, the brand of the organization, the kind of value proposition of joining the organization. So we, we made sure that was happening. And then, you know, obviously, we, we did what we could to ensure that the members of the interview team would show up on time. If they didn't, you know, they would be, there would be a uh, you know, discussion with them, a debrief about why it's important to do that. And, and you know, if we can't, we can't cancel interviews in the middle of the day, you know, when somebody's here and they might have traveled in, et cetera. And so those are things that, uh, that, that, you know, we knew we were, we didn't have direct control over. So we just kind of, you know, continued to educate. But the end of the process, and that's when the day is wrapping up with that individual, we also have absolute control over that. So the recruiter goes and meets the candidate at the end of the day. That's the last face they see on their way out the door. So they can ask any final questions. They can ascertain if the candidate had any particular uh, uh, problems or, or issues with the candidate, with the experience that they had in, during the interview. And, and ultimately, they are, they are hopefully leaving the, the candidate with a decent impression about their visit there as they head out the door. And then, of course, uh, ensuring that we follow up in a timely manner, et cetera. So I think that's a sim- very, very simple uh, sort of way of ensuring that you have some quality checks in place around, around uh, you know, the, the interview process. Now, Cree is, you know, at the time I was there, we also created what we called the Candidate uh, Bill of Rights, which is posted on their website, still there if you go out today. They've taken it 
to the next level. And I commend them for continuing forward after I left there, certainly, um, and, and really have done an incredible job of changing the environment around interviewing and, and talent selection there. And I think that uh, sometimes the, the biggest changes in organizations start with the smallest, simplest things. And so for me, I think, uh, you know, if you want to look at an employer that is doing it right and getting it right, I think, you know, Cree would be one of those to look at. The other thing that I thought was important that we do was, uh, um, you know, using like you do with a customer, does a customer recommend you to their friends and family, that net promoter score idea? Sure. We, sur- we surveyed candidates after their experience to see how it went, right? Whether mm-hmm. they got hired or not. And so... You know, we used a very simple survey tool that's specifically designed for net promoter score. And it was a, it was actually free and it you know, allowed us to, to be able to go out and, and uh, you know, survey folks and get some data back to see where, okay, are there opportunities for us uh, to, to be able to, to improve the, the, the experience. So, again, simple tools executed or implemented, you know, effectively and consistently, I think, really help drive change. And, and I, I really, really do uh, think Cree is, is uh, kind of leading the, the effort in that regard. I, I couldn't agree more. And just uh, for the sake of our listeners, local to John and I is the Research Triangle Park area, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. That's where Cree is located. That's where John and myself are located. You had said local and I'm and I got me thinking. If I'm sitting in Seattle, I've never heard of Cree before. But <laughs> if I'm sitting in in Durham, yeah, oh okay, yeah, of course I've heard of Cree and stuff. But um, <laughs> great, great examples there. And I think, um, well, I'll ask you to have the recruiter walk someone in and be the greeter, and walk someone out. I think it's being a good host. How much did that cost Cree to do that? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an investment in, in the process and in the individual, you know, so the time that it takes is, you know, next to nothing compared to the, I think the, the, the ROI that you see. Right. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for that, John. I appreciate that. So is there like, uh, I mean, can you describe like, a you know, a perfect, like if you had unlimited budget <laughs> and you could create like the perfect uh, uh, or stellar candidate experience, what, what might that look like? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, again, I don't think it, you know, it, it takes unlimited budget. I just think it takes um, some commitment and, you know, commitment in, in people's willingness to, to create a process and a practice that puts the candidate at, at the, you know, at the forefront and understands. And it's a, it's a simple, it's a simple self-reflection. How would you want to be treated when you go and interview with an organization is exactly how you should be treating those that are in the process. And so for me, it's understanding what to expect. So again, like any company, lots of companies do this. And I think it's smart line out for those candidates. What is it that they could expect? What's the process look like? What's the timing look like? Uh, perhaps what, what are you going to uh, want to know about them during the, during the interview process? How to dress? You know, those kinds of things, what to expect during their interview day. And then the commitment to them. And again, I talked about this candidate bill of rights, which I think, again, is something that is, it, it shows that commitment that we will you know, treat you this way, that this is the timing associated with how we operate, that you will get an answer and we will close the loop with you one way or the other in a timely manner. 
And if, you know, and some, some take it to the next level, which is if you come and you interview face to face, you will get an, you will get a personal phone call from the hiring manager or from the, uh, uh, from the recruiter to explain why you might not have been selected, uh, to continue in the process as opposed to a, uh, you know, as opposed to a, maybe an email. Either way, at least closing the loop, I think, is critical for all candidates. No one likes to go into the black hole. No one likes to get ghosted. <laughs> I, I, you know, ex- um, shared my experience earlier. That just, that just does not leave a good taste in, in your mouth for, for any organization around anything. And you got to think about it as a customer. You know, these candidates, if especially if it's a consumer products company or, or some uh, or services company, my gosh, a candidate is very likely going to be a customer. And so if, if, you're candidate, if you're treating the candidate in a way that's not positive, what do you expect they're going to be like as a customer? Do you think they're going to want to you know, uh, shop your products or, or buy your services? There's a good chance they won't. And certainly we all know that the you know, negative uh, experience in anything is far more likely to get, uh, you know, to get um, communicated out uh, through people's networks than a positive experience. So, you know, anything you can do to guard against that negativism that could, can creep in and just doing it, doing thoughtful things through the process, treating people with respect, demonstrating a commitment to a process that, that where everybody goes through the same thing and, and you know, and has, a, has a similar uh, experience. And again, I think you end up with whether somebody gets the job or not, I think you can pretty much uh, ensure yourself that they will walk away from the experience at least saying, hey, that organization treated me right. I would have no problem recommending somebody consider working for them because of the way I was treated. I might not have gotten the job I wanted, but I certainly have respect for that organization and, and how they do things. So for me, that's the ideal candidate process where, you know, you keep people informed. Uh, you know, there's, no, there's none of this, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, treating them as though they're lucky to have, uh, have you, you know, consider them. It, it should be just the other way. You're, you're lucky as the company that they are considering you. Yeah, and I, I would say even luckier, you know, they just announced the February unemployment rate. It dropped from 4% down to 3.8%. So mm-hmm. I I totally agree. Being, uh, you, you know, it's getting more and more competitive out there. So, um, and I, I love what I love what you said about you know, treating your candidates like uh, how you would treat your customers. Um, I think that's that's spot on, John. So, Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. If um, people want to go ahead and get in contact with you, how would uh, someone do that? Sure. So you can reach me at uh, my website, which is talentoutcomes.com, one word, or at john at talentoutcomes.com. Awesome, John. Thanks for uh, coming as a guest here and uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Chuck. It's been great, and I look forward to uh, hearing more of your podcast. Thank you. So uh, that goes for everyone. Please go ahead and subscribe. Uh, You can visit us on our website, which is thecx.xyz. That's T-H-E-C-X.xyz. Thanks again, John. Thanks for listening to the Candidate Experience Podcast. You can reach out to us via our website, thecx.xyz. That's T-H-E-C-X dot X-Y-Z.